Hello everyone and welcome back to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. In this episode I want to talk about my first impressions of Deadly Dowagers. This is a game by Sarah Ship, art by Mercedes Palacios, published by Sparkworks and Tabletop Tycoon. Rated a 7.1 out of 10, overall 8,789 at the time of recording. Plays 2-6 to six players, 30-90 to 90 minutes, at a weight of 2.0 out of 5. So in this game, as a quick overview, it is a deck, not a deck builder, but a, a card drafting game where you are drafting cards to gain dowry and money uh, with the setting as a... Uh, you know, a, a lady who wants to progress throughout these social ranks. You marry husbands, uh, you know, develop your tableau in the form of having different homesteads and, you know, business ventures, etc., increasing the wealth that your husband has because as you kill him and <laughs> you uh, will, in the, in, in the inheritance and the will, gain that money back and any increase thereof, and you get to uh, remarry other uh, husbands, potentially at a higher rank that will ultimately leave you more money when they pass away. And then the ultimate goal is to marry the Duke. And so uh, all the while you're trying to balance your infamy rank, which is moved up in instances where you are killing off husbands, you know, the the suspicion on you increases and and so you have to play other actions to be able to decrease that as well. And so it's an ultimate balancing act because the Duke is not going to marry anyone that is too infamous, um, which is too far up the track. And so there's that balance element as well. It is a pretty quick game. And the game that I played too, and, and the reason that I'm talking about this is because my wife uh, obtained this for her birthday a couple of months ago, actually, and we have, haven't had the chance to play it until now. And even though this is a six-player game, I think it is listed on BGG as best with four. And I agree, and I, I I haven't played it at four, but I think I would agree with that, and I'll go into why. But uh, but yeah, we played just the two of us and um, finally got it to the table, so I wanted to talk about it real quick. So theme-wise, I think this is a really unique and interesting twist. It, of course, is satire. As is stated in the rule book, this is not, <laughs> we don't condone any spousal abuse or, or anything like that, even present or past. And I think this is based off of, you know, a couple of true stories or, or hearsay, but in any case, it's a very unique theme. And I think this, the theme of it draws a lot of people who might not be as into board games, such as my wife, who plays board games, but isn't as invested in them as I am. I, who I believe, you know, really rely on the theme to initially draw them in at first, I think. So so this this theme does find some appeal to a lot of people, I think, outside of the hobby board gaming sphere. To For, for those who are probably listening to this podcast, I think we all fit that mold right now. But anyway, the card drafting aspect is is nice. I think it reminds me a lot of your other typical card drafting games like Seven Wonders, etc. And the or Sushi Go, etc. You know, and so it's it's approachable in that regard because I feel like a lot of people who have played board games fringely or, you know, 
don't have as much experience into heavier games such as myself. Um, and of course, that is all relative and I'm still exploring. But but to those who play more family weight games such as this and who have played games probably like Seven Wonders or, or Sushi Go, etc., would feel more comfortable playing this game because it does in, include a, a draft element to it as well. Uh, I like that the drafting is fine. The, the tableau building is fine as well. That is done simultaneously, which does help speed up the game. And the overall goals, I think, I think the framework of what this game is trying to accomplish by moving up a chain of husbands, basically, and starting out, you have, you have three different husbands that are kind of like the base level husbands, the worker, the, the, like the farmer, the professor, and the, uh, the religious person, you know, like a reverend or something like that. But, uh, and so you have some choices to kind of, where do I want to begin, you know, and, do I marry multiple of these uh, lower level folks before I try to marry up to the noble status? And so I think there are some cool decisions there. And the the way that the game progresses is pretty interesting, you know, because it's like, okay, I, I know how much money I'm going to be getting after, after I deal with my husband currently. And I need to figure out ways to make that income improve. And, and be just a little bit higher than what I'm getting for base so I can afford, in a, in a sense, a new husband with my dowry later on. And so so there's some a pretty neat, I think, progression to what this game is trying to accomplish. I think the thing that holds me back from wanting to come back to this game over and over again is the amount of variety that is offered through the cards. The cards themselves that you are drafting from include the basic cards that you need to be able to kill your husband or remarry. You can, you can do so without the cards, but you don't gain as much infamy if you do it. So with a card, and so you've got those sprinkled throughout the deck. You've got a handful of cards in multiple copies of these single cards, basically that you can either add to your tableau, make your tableau a little bit better, like the portfolio, aspect a little bit better for when your husband dies and you pay out your will, you gain more money there. Increasing, decreasing your uh, infamy and other things like that. There, there aren't too many variety, you know, there's not a lot of variety. There aren't too many versions of these cards. I think out of the copies of cards and it's a pretty sizable deck, you know, to be able to utilize this with six players anyway, but so I, I think in total, probably 10 or so cards, there are probably 10 or so different types of cards, basically. And the the uh, murder cards, are they, they differ in what they are. So those are more interesting because they do offer different ways of increasing or different amounts of increasing your infamy. So like if with the choice of a, like an axe, for example, which you gain four infamy versus uh, poison which is one, right? It's, uh, uh, you would rather choose that one. And so there's that hope that you get to draft that and keep that in your hand. But all in all, you know, there, it's, it, there's like a very, uh, m very simplified set collection aspect to all of the other cards, which increase the amount of money that you gain when your husband passes. And so 
after playing it once, for me, I feel like I've seen all the cards. Uh, we literally got through all the cards with just my wife and myself as we were playing it. Uh, we had to shuffle the discard uh, pile once before someone was eligible to win. And I suspect that would be the case too with multiple players. With the draft element, this works better, I feel like, at four players, especially with the lack of variety in the deck itself. Uh, you're fishing for certain those certain cards when you are passing them back and forth, and you don't get to see them all uh, at a higher player count. And so at two players, for example, it was pretty easy to kind of, okay, well, there are two or three copies of this certain card, right? Like the affair card. I can easily, you know, pick out some of the other cards. I know that I will we'll probably get one of these cards back versus at a higher player count where you might not see that card again. And so the decisions and the stakes are a little bit higher at a higher player count. And so I think that's where this shines. But still, uh, the amount of variety is lacking. And like if I were to choose another uh, drafting game to play, you know, thematically, I would rather play Seven Wonders I think mechanically I would rather play Seven Wonders as well. I think there's I think it's a little bit more appealing to me. I think there's a little bit more game there considering that there are a lot of expansions to it too, but even with the base game there's just more to it versus Deadly Dowagers where I feel like it's more of a social uh there's more of a social component with the thematic uh, drawn basically to play this game and the mechanisms are just a lubricant for for the the social event that takes place with this game which is i think where the fun lies in this game and which i think is very appealing to those who want to come to a board game to be with other people first and foremost versus uh where you come to a board game for the mechanisms itself and so i think it accomplishes that very well and it's uh i think a very appealing game to a wide variety of people rated 7.1 out of 10 um is not too bad i think for a game that was released this year. It was released earlier this year. And and so I think, yep, this is a, a really solid design. It, I think it does what it wants to do well. But it's probably not a game that me, as someone who is more drawn towards a, a heavier, more complex type of game mechanically, is is not as interesting to me to come back to. But I would gladly play it with more people if I had the chance and want to engage in more of a social uh, aspect uh, or an event of, of a time, you know, of an experience basically versus a uh, more crunchier board game <laughs> in that sense. So those are my thoughts on Deadly Dowagers. I'm grateful for having played it. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you schedule an appointment with us real soon. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care.